Podcast. Behind the scenes with athletes and coaches. This is Athlete One Podcast with Ken Carpenter. Hello and welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. On today's show, I have the pleasure of interviewing Aaron Huseman, a former Division I college baseball player who wanted more than a corporate America. Aaron made the decision to get out from behind the desk and join the U.S. Army. He was an All-State baseball player for the Dublin Jerome High School, received a scholarship to play for the University of Dayton. After a stellar four-year career, he settled into a job in finance. Within two years, Aaron decided not only to join the United States Army, he completed training as a paratrooper in Ranger School and is a member of the elite 75th Ranger Regiment stationed at Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Tacoma, Washington. And thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, no no problem, Coach. Thanks for having me. Your senior year, you're All-State in the state of Ohio, and uh, you make the transition where you sign with Dayton to play, yeah. the University of Dayton, and um, – I guess I wanted to touch on a little bit about um, your freshman year. You go, you jump right in the lineup and you're playing and talk about the challenge it is at the division one level in college baseball to actually break into the lineup and then hold on to that spot for four years. Yeah. So when I first showed up, um, you know, I, I, you know, played all throughout summer, which I thought, uh, prepared me well for the fall season and I think a lot of uh, incoming freshmen need to understand that that if you want to have a chance in the spring you know you got to prove yourself in the fall especially as an incoming freshman and you know luckily you know you play all these inter-squad games as a freshman on the weekends and weekdays you practice hard and you kind of like earn your opportunity um, in the fall for the spring so I realized that and I was like, you know what? I want to do the best that I possibly can. You know, sometimes there's things out of your control, but you know, if you get the chance, you know, you can at least prepare for that chance. And my goal as a freshman was to basically do as best as I could in the fall. And the best way to prepare yourself for the fall, you know, is play in the summer and, you know, make sure you're like working out a lot. I I remember, um, I worked a lot out a lot with Mike Durant over the summer. He got me in shape for, uh, you know, Division One baseball, and the challenges of that. Um, and you know, I just wanted to prove myself early on. But I think that set me up for success in the spring. You know, because in the spring, I didn't start out right away. That's for sure. They're not going to put. A, I mean, unless uh, they're really in need for that position they'll put a freshman out there, but that wasn't the case for mine, for me. So I got a few pinch hits. Like I remember I got a pinch hit the first game. I did strike out, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to get that, you know, let that get me down. You know, I didn't know I'd get another chance. And then the next at bat I got, uh, I think it was at like Wright state and put a quality at bat together. Didn't get a hit or anything, but, it was a nice solid hit ball off like their closer. And uh, I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll get another chance. And then like my third chance, I got a, a, a pinch hit to left field at like UNC Greensboro. I remember to this day, you know, your first hit. So uh, 
that was my third and then you know i was lucky too you know there's like a little bit of luck involved you know uh it was kind of a young experienced team dayton was coming off like a conference championship and like their first ever regional or uh yeah i guess they won their the a10 that year and then they went to the texas a&m regional uh down in college station but they were coming off a really good season so they lost a lot of guys and that's kind of like what opened up some doors for me um not saying that i couldn't have done it you know with experienced people in the lineup but um at least i got probably more opportunities that way right you you took advantage of the opportunities that they gave you yeah absolutely and uh, that's to me that's the key there are you looking to start your own business or work from home here's your opportunity Click the link in the episode description or on the Athlete One Podcast Twitter page. Now back to the interview with Army Ranger Aaron Huseman on the Athlete One Podcast. Let me uh, talk about how, you know, I've coached against your dad and your dad's Chris Huseman, the head coach at Dublin Drome. And uh, I've even actually had a chance uh, recently to to be an assistant coach for him. And uh, talk about or actually compare your dad's style of coaching to coach Vittorio at uh, Dayton. Uh, well, my dad, his style of coaching is, uh, I would say they're kind of similar. And in some ways um, they're very passionate about it. You know, they, they're kind of tough on you individually, but um, I felt like my dad could relate to the players a lot. Um, Maybe not so much in, uh, you know, in the high school aspect, like the in Dublin Jerome, but in the summer seasons, he would just connect with the kids um, like crazy. You know, like he would, he's like a second dad to some people. And, you know, I mean, everyone loved him. Um, but I mean, I mean, you know, some, you know, like if you're, you're not going to love every coach you have, but. I would say, you know, playing for my dad, it's different as a son, you know, it's, there's a blood connection there and, you know, I get to go see him, you know, after the game as well. So, but from a, like from a, maybe stepping outside the box, looking from someone else's perspective, you know, he was very, you know, down to earth. He was really good at like relating with, you know, the, the players and, you know, connecting with them, you know, like cracking jokes and, you know, the, <laughs> Just, you know, just, I don't know, kind of being a good mentor. And then, you know, with Coach V, um, he he just, he was real hard on you, you know, as a young person, like a, a you know, a new a flyer coming into Dayton. And uh, he just wanted to see how, how tough you were, you know, see if you would fold or quit or, you know, if you'd want to prove him wrong. And that's, that's what one thing I realized is like, when I first got there, he's like, you know, being tough on me in practice and stuff. Cause sometimes, you know, I would, I would have like issues with my attitude sometimes, uh, you know, and he would, he, he would get, uh, he realized that and he would be yeah. tough on me with that, you know, as any coach would be. So, but I was, I always was like, you know what, I'm going to try to prove him wrong, you know, and he loves that shit, you know, like he, he'll, he, he'll, uh, recognize that and he'll put you in the lineup for it so <laughs> right well i mean they push you to see how much uh yeah how you're going to react and see if you're be someone they can count on when it uh times get tough oh, now you were um you you make the jump 
to the college level. You play four years. You have four really, really solid years at Dayton. And then you, I guess, don't take the normal path of someone who uh, joins the military. And uh, after college, you had you you had a degree in finance and you had a, you were working, you know, having the professional life. And then you made the decision to go to uh, join the army. And um, how, how much of an adjustment was that for you? Um, I would say the only hard adjustment was being older. Um, You know, when you, uh, when I like, graduated college um i thought i'd you know want to do like a desk job and uh it was fine you know starting out but you know once i you know got into it a couple years i just i thought there was something more out there for me like i just didn't want to you know i'm i'm i know some people don't have an issue with it but i just couldn't like look at a computer screen for you know right nine hours a day not hating on people to do that but like I just, I thought there was just something more and more challenging out there, you know. You know, I didn't get to go on to the next level of uh, professional baseball, but I didn't. That was fine, you know. I, I actually was ready to move on, but uh, <laughs> uh, being in the army was honestly, it was amazing. Uh, it's really hard. A lot of people. And then I kind of was guilty of it. I was like, ah, it's just a bunch of dumb people, you know. I'm like, I'm gonna like outsmart everyone, you know, just be like right. better than everyone else, you know. I'm like a division one athlete. Like these people have no idea. Like I'm gonna just be better than everyone. But no, that is not the case. Like these, there's a lot of really good people in the army, and uh, you know, it was very challenging. I'll say that, uh, you know, even like basic training, I was just like. That doesn't sound that bad, but it is yeah. brutal. It is brutal, especially the infantry one. If you ever – I don't know. I think you had a different one, Coach, right? You were in Missouri, right? Uh, yeah, I went uh, – I was took basic training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Oh, okay, Fort Jackson. And ended up being put in a uh, combat heavy engineer unit. Okay, okay, Fort Jackson, yeah. So I was in Fort Benning, which is – Yeah. you ever been there, uh, it's, it's – uh, <laughs> nothing good happens there. So, uh, right now you, um, speaking of Fort Benning, you, uh, you, you go there for your basic training, but you also, uh, went to jump school there. And for, for our listeners, jump school is training to jump out of airplanes. And, uh, you know, I, I know when I was stationed at Fort Benning for jump school, uh, this is probably back in, 1985, I believe, 84, something like that. But uh, I, you know, I, I knew it was going to be a challenge for me because I'm scared of heights. And, uh, you know, I, I did it because I think they they called it hazard duty pay and they gave us $85 more a month to, if you complete the training. But uh, talk about how you, uh, the training goes into learning how to jump out of an airplane. Yeah, so uh, airborne is a three-week course. It's um, basically the first week they're just teaching you how to correctly exit the aircraft, um, how to rig up a, you know, the harness and like how you deal with the parachute clips, all that stuff. And then um, 
uh, that's like the first week they put you on these like mock planes that they build and you have to like hook up to the static line and all that stuff. And they'll teach you the correct way to how to jump out the plane, you know, nice tight body position and, uh, how to land on the ground. That's like a lot of the training is like just, just landing. Cause yeah, I mean, it, it's just in theory. I mean, all you gotta do is get out the plane really right. like landing parts, the hard one. So, um, that's like the second way is focused on uh, how to land. I mean, you know, like you jump, you jump off like these like 20 foot, like uh, platforms, you need like a big swing and all that stuff. Uh, uh, I was pretty rough. It was pretty rough for me at first, you know, trying to learn how to do that, but I, I got the hang of it and uh, you know, I didn't have any issues at airborne school. And then like the last week is just, uh, yeah, you're just jumping. And I think you have to get five jumps. Right. Sometimes they make a special case, but it's like five jumps, like one combat jump, one night jump, and then you graduate after that. So they now that easy that first in the army. Yeah. You can imagine that. Right. That first jump you make. Um, yeah. What 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 is that feeling like? Oh man, I was so nervous. Uh, actually, no, I was actually excited because a lot of people don't know this about airborne when they start to go in, but you'll just be there waiting for hours oh, yeah. in the jump shed, like waiting your turn to jump. Cause like there's a lot of people that go like in one class at airborne school. There's like a lot of people, there's like 500. It goes down, but it, it cause drops and stuff like injuries and people can't, you know, get past that first PT test. But, uh, they, uh, yeah, like you're just waiting a lot of time in the med shed and you're just like, God, just let me jump out of the plane for finally. Cause <laughs> I just been sitting here all day. Like just get me out of the plane. <laughs> right. I remember I, when I did it, we, I think it was like in August in Georgia. So it was just hot. screaming hot. And, you know, you want to get that jump out of the way. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I, it's hard to explain what it is when you leave the plane, but it just, to me, it seemed so quiet. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that was another surprising thing. Cause my first jump, uh, luckily was out of a C-17, which is a big, uh, Globemaster, um, planes, you know, you, you probably see them, uh, you know, those are big air force planes, but, uh, I remember jumping out. I always keep my eyes closed. I say, keep your eyes on the horizon, but I, uh, I close my eyes and I look up and I see the plane flying away. It's just like in this huge gust of wind and I'm just like getting blown back in midair. I'm just like, Oh shit, this is awesome. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> look up and you're just like, it is so quiet. Like right after that, you're just like, man, this is very peaceful up here. You're looking at yeah. else. They're like doing the same thing and all just floating up in the air and you're just looking at the ground, but they teach you not to do that. They're like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, in Fort Benning, you can see, like, neighborhoods and stuff like that. Right. There's a, Obviously, in a wooded area, there's trees everywhere, but then you can see, like, neighborhoods. But there's a, a big old landing uh, strip, so people, they try to avoid injuries, so they, like, put the big, you know. Some of it, there's, like, bushes and stuff, but it's right. flat. For them. Now, you know, the thing that I think anybody that's in the military, they can always look back on is their uh, – they're drill sergeants and instructors, especially at jump school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, how were your instructors? Oh, my drill sergeants were pretty good. I thought, um, I, there's one of my, my senior drill sergeant. 
I didn't really like him, but I mean, <laughs> you're probably not going to like one of them. Like it's just oh, yeah. a lot of averages, but uh, I, I really liked a couple of them. Um, I don't want to say their names or anything, but right. That's fine. They, uh, I really respected them. Um, but you know, they're, tr- they're not there to be nice to you. You know, that's a lot, a lot of people don't understand is like, they're literally, it doesn't matter what kind of type of person they are. They're going to be, pretty brutal but you know luckily at least in my opportunity they were pretty cool for you know after the initial like first three weeks you know they're not bad so Uh, now you make the um you you complete jump school and then you you kind of don't uh slow down a whole lot uh you decide to uh become a ranger and uh you're in the 75th uh, ranger regiment um, as difficult as jump school was, explain uh, what it takes to complete uh, ranger training. Yeah, so once you get done with the airborne, uh, you can get the op- like. I, when I joined the army, that's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to do, you know, special ops kind of stuff, like whether that be you know special forces or being a ranger. Um, I always wanted to try to you know strive for the top. Um, or, you know, there's something challenging and, uh, you know, there's still great units out there, but, uh, I thought the 75th Ranger Regiment is, it's like the most elite infantry in the world, supposedly. So, um, but the training for that is brutal. Uh, it's, it's like, it's no joke. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, I obviously going through, you know, hard workouts, you know, maybe, you know, confident enough to get through the training but like it is just terrible especially because again like the it's called rasp ranger assessment and selection program and it's uh down there in fort benning again and i was there in august again and it's they got they just they like the first week they just tried to break you really bad it is terrible uh you know you People be quitting like crazy. Uh, if you even get to RASP, sometimes like RASP is like hard to even get to, uh, you know, because like you don't just go right away. You have to like go to like a pre-RASP uh, wow. okay. program. And that could be like a few weeks. Uh, up to, I've known people in there and been there for like a few months. So, uh, but, you know, RASP, I think there's some videos on YouTube that people can check out. Um, I, I definitely encourage if anyone wants to try, I definitely would say do it. It's definitely doable, but just know that it's terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you carry these, they call them rucksacks. They, you're like real heavy. You do, I'd say at least 65 pounds in there. And it's just, and you go on these long ruck marches, like, up to 12 miles and those are just it like breaks you down and they have like these huge hills in that course so uh you know it's definitely a challenge i believe it's the the whole point is to prepare you for if you're ever in a situation yeah i mean trained for it yeah they're trying to see if uh you can physically do the demands of the job and it's it's the hardest thing i've ever done in my life you know but it's, it's also rewarding, but right. um, like you got to prove yourself every day in range regiment. That's for sure. So, 
you know. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Now, you, um, when I look back on my time that I was in the military, two of my best friends that I met were in the army, and they end up being in. We've been in each other's weddings and things like that. But uh, but when we get together, you know, thirty years later, we uh, we reminisce about our time that yeah. we spent in there. Now, do you have any one story or, or stories that jump out in your your time that you've been in that you know you'll you'll always remember the rest of your life? <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, I just remember one time. Yeah, the we were doing we were carrying like the heaviest stuff, and it was so hot outside. And like we finally finished like carrying all the stuff for like five clicks you know like it's just insane like what we do and we finally get done with that we like make it back to the uh like base or like the fob whatever you call um and they're like hey you got the cadre there like hey you guys uh missing something we're just like i don't know we don't think so (laughs) and they're like uh yeah I think you guys are missing your map and protractor and all that. I think you've left it back about a mile that way. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, someone got that? Who has it? We're <laughs> like, oh, we don't even have it anymore. We're just like, and then someone's like, oh, yeah, uh, I think I dropped it over there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, all right, sounds good. Put on your rucks. And then he just takes off running right back to where we dropped it. And, then, oh, my God, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, and then we come back and <laughs> just like, what, what is this? <laughs> I was, I was like, they caught about the heat cat. I was, I was like struggling. I was like, Oh my God, I need to like drink some water or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, being in Georgia in, in, in the summertime is no fun. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I think looking back on it, um, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, when you look back on it, you'll, you'll have so many great memories. And, uh, you know, it, to me, there's a lot of people out there in this world that don't really fully understand what it takes, the commitment it takes to be in the military and, and how hard it is. And, you know, I, I personally would like to thank you for your service and and thank you for everything you've done. Uh, And, you know, you're, you're, you're a special person to be able to, walk away from a nice cushy job paying you good money to be willing to take a chance and join the military and, and become a ranger. Yeah. I, I appreciate that coach. And I know you served as well. So I know, you know how it is and, you know, obviously I appreciate that as well. So, um, but yeah, I will say, you know, no one really remembers the easy day. So everyone remembers that one day that was just terrible. And there was plenty of them in the, that selection. So <laughs> there's, there's just so many things, you know, especially with you when you go through it with your buddies, you know, you, you just kind of like struggle together. That's how you get through it, really. So, yeah, that's, that's, with, that's the key. You got to count on your teammates. Yeah. And, uh, that's with everything, you know, sports, you know, baseball, whatever. Right. I totally agree. Now, I, I understand you're getting ready to head back. You're on, uh, on a little bit of a vacation. So uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me and, uh, Thanks again, and thanks for everything that you and and all the guys you're you're out there working with do too. Oh yeah, well, I appreciate it, Coach, and uh, you know, 
I'll have to uh, get a drink sometime or something like that. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. All right well, hey, take care. All right. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Once again, I would like to thank all the listeners who have subscribed to the Athlete One podcast. Remember to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or anywhere that you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. If you want to join the Athlete One Podcast group, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Athlete One Podcast. Thanks and tune in next Wednesday. Thank you.